Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos Opening Day Baseball. Opening weekend, normal is starting to feel like it's part of our lives again. We are watching baseball in April. It feels good. feels damn good. And it feels great to see the Orioles starting out the season winning. Doesn't matter what month, what week, what day. When you win games, it helps. And that's what they're doing. Of course, the most repeated joke so far in the past 48 hours of Orioles on pace to go 162-0. and That's a fun joke. Gets everybody excited. Still want to hear from you guys. FullCountChaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at FullCountChaos. I was out golfing on Saturday. I was watching the game on my phone with everybody. We're driving around golf carts looking for our golf ball, trying to watch the game as well. Didn't get on Twitter as much as I did on opening day. It's always fun getting on Twitter opening day. Everybody is just having a great time everybody's in a great mood regardless of uh, who wins and who loses of course when the Orioles win everybody's in 10 times better mood and uh, here you go well the Orioles are undefeated how do you feel after the first weekend of baseball watching the Orioles are you saving up to buy October baseball playoff tickets I shit you not I already know people who are already sending me texts telling me well I guess I'm going to have to save a little bit more money so I can watch them live in October. I shit you not. Are you one of them? Are you saving up? I saw some good shit past couple days in baseball. Saw some not so good shit. Saw some baseball porn. Come on, you know what baseball porn is. Saturday again, I was on the golf course uh, watching it on my phone. I love this new app that I got. It's fantastic. I can watch any game, anywhere, anytime. And... It's hilarious. Every year, when the Orioles, even when they were awful from 97 to 2011, which, again, now they're not exactly lighting it up during this rebuild, but hey, they're undefeated right now. But every time the Orioles win their opener, there's those fans that always start trying to convince everyone that this year will be different and they might win the division or some shit like that. Of course, it's fun to get excited. But like I said, I'm already getting texts from people telling me, I told you, I told you, tell me, go ahead. Where's a weak spot in the lineup? Where's a weak spot in the field? You know, I'm I'm already seeing that. I I see that a lot on Twitter. (laughs) I already see those discussions. And look, when the Orioles are playing and they're winning, why not be in a fantastic mood? It's fun. It's been a fucking shit-ass year. And like I said last week, Last year, a lot of people, they didn't get that itch. Things weren't the same. Players didn't want to play. Games were getting canceled. Uh, COVID was spreading throughout teams and organizations. So nobody wanted to play, and then you'd have no baseball for a couple days. I mean, just, of course, it wasn't a normal season. Now we have it. Now the season starts, and our favorite team, the Orioles, they're winning ball games, And they're winning against Boston. 
I don't care if, you know, they're kind of doing what the Orioles are doing right now with rebuilding or whatever the fuck it is. If it's the Yankees or the Red Sox and the Orioles can win, I don't give a shit what the situation is. Happier than a pig in shit, no doubt about it. But I love seeing the conversation. It's the same people every year. Convinced the Orioles are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> They're always out there. And it's always the same people every year who text me and call me. And at this point, I just humor them and go along with it. You know what? I think you're on to something. I think you're right. <laughs> I think you should start posting on every freaking social media platform that you can possibly log on to and let everybody know that. Everybody will have your back. <laughs> But it was so fucking frustrating. Opening day was postponed. Thought for sure that was an April Fool's joke. I didn't want to believe it. No, God, please, no. It was obviously trending on Twitter, and, and I was looking at the websites and even oils.com. I still, it, it's like a kid waking up Christmas morning and your parents saying, sorry, buddy, got to wait another 24 hours. Christmas is not today, but it's okay. It'll be here tomorrow. That's what it felt like. So the kid in me, I didn't want to believe it. You know, if, if you don't believe it enough, <laughs> it's not true. And I felt like a little kid when I was seeing that opening day was postponed. And postponing opening day, that fucks up a lot of people's day. A lot of parties, people calling out of work, flying into town. It really screws a lot of shit up. So Thursday, instead of watching the Orioles, I watched the Yankees lose to the Blue Jays. So it's been a great weekend. Or, uh, Yankees losing, Boston losing. Although when I saw Darren O'Day pitching in a Yankees uniform, it did make me want to puke. It reminded me of watching Zach Britton coming out in a Yankees uniform. I wanted to throw up everywhere. But at least I got to uh, watch the Yankees lose. So Friday comes around, finally. That Thursday, all day and all night, it, it did remind me of the feeling of when you're a little kid and Christmas is that next day. I mean, that whole week when you were a kid and that Christmas, that's how it felt. So Thursday morning, afternoon, evening, you know, it just felt like even Friday, the game didn't start till two. It's like, I'm looking at the clock. It's nine Oh five. And then I swear like three hours went by and I look at the clock. It's 20 after nine. I'm like, wait a minute. The freaking twilight zone. And you know what else I look forward to is getting involved with bet online, BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Because NBA is in full swing. College basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is here. And so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest. As BetOnline is the spot for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. And it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. We got one more here, ebay.com slash sneakers. I hear so much good shit about this. Listen to this. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. You can buy, you can sell, and it's free to sell sneakers, $100 plus on eBay. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and is customized with the sneaker's details. And thanks to eBay's authenticity guarantee, verified returns make the whole transaction worry-free. 
with other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for, well, more sneakers. eBay.com slash sneakers. So I turn on Masson. I think it was only like 45 minutes before the game started, and I wanted to, I was curious on, on what Masson was reporting. Just wanted to hear maybe Jim Palmer spitting some shit. Love listening to Palmer talk about baseball and the Orioles. Turned on the TV, and I'm watching a freaking karate competition. Wait, what did you say? I, I shit you not. I even posted it on Twitter and put a photo. Massa, they love their poker tournaments and karate competitions. I'm like, it is finally opening day. Masson couldn't stir some shit up for more than 45 minutes. I mean, obviously, 30 minutes before the game, they switched over, and I think it was Melanie Newman and Palmer. And again, the ball started rolling. Thinking, what the fuck is this? So my buddy had an opening day party, orange beer, any food that's orange, cheddar uh, sun chips, Cheetos, candy corn, buffalo wings, and orange crushes. Opening day means it's okay to day drink. I've said it on here before. Alcoholics love opening day. They can feel normal for a day and blend right in. Nobody will question, you know, Hank drinking on uh, 10 a.m. on a a Thursday (laughs) in like, I don't know, February. People are going to be like, what's up with Hank? But now, opening day? Fuck yeah. I'll drink with you, Hank. Let's have a couple beers. But day drinking is not for everyone. Never was able to do the 8 a.m. pickles opening day drinking right across the street from Camden Yards. That's what I'm talking about. Sometimes I say pickles, but you're like, pickles? Oh, oh, the bar, restaurant. Yeah. If you grew up in Baltimore, if you grew up in Maryland and you say pickles, you should know what that means. But in all my, all my days of hard drinking, could never start early and go all day. The people who will go to Pickles at 8 a.m. drink and then be good 6 o'clock that night. Nope. By 2 o'clock, I was curled up sleeping like a baby after drinking his baba. Over the years, I learned how to uh, day drink. So it's always nice watching the Orioles win their opener. Right now on pace, again, to be uh, 162-0. Feels great to beat Boston on their opening day. Only up in Beantown, baseball's played in 20-degree weather. It's the kind of weather that makes you fart snowflakes. Colder than a penguin's pecker. Used to say that as kids, right? Okay, kids, time to go outside and play. Oh, come on, Ma. It's colder than a penguin's pecker. You're grounded. You can't say pecker at six years old. Uh, the Orioles play Boston at home next week. Again, for the Orioles opener, opening day in Camden Yards. Orioles have won eight of their last ten home openers. Hopefully that continues to work out in their favor. Uh, Scott Garceau, Palmer, called the game opening day. A uh, lot of Garceau hate all throughout Twitter, everywhere I was seeing. Uh, just people posting screenshots showing on their phone that they tapped into the 105.7, the fan app, and they wanted to listen to it on the radio. So here we go. Opening day starts. First three batters. First inning. Cedric Mullins gets a whoops hit like a Willie Mays Hayes from Major League. Uh, Mancini clears the bases with double play. Santander pops out. There we go. Baseball has officially started. Still 0-0. Zero to zero. That's okay. At least there's going to be a no-hitter. John Means comes out to pitch, walks out like John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. John Means did something that hasn't happened since 1901, and I'm sure you've already heard this only three times a starter through seven innings, one hit, zero walks, opening day. That's baseball porn. 
He's the first in club history to go at least seven innings with no runs and one hit or fewer at Fenway Park. God bless you, John Means. Just an incredible outing. Incredible. His changeup was nasty. Had five strikeouts. Uh, John, his his 0-2 pitches would be just off the plate. But the fucking Sox batters, they weren't chasing. That was frustrating. I got to give it up to the Red Sox batters. They they definitely make you work. But I was proud to see that. A lot of 0-2 uh, counts that means we'll have to get them to chase. It'll be like a foot off the plate. You know, you're not going to, most major league batters aren't going to chase that garbage. But when he just went after the batters, that was his best stuff. His inside fastball was working, changeup, slider. He did get a three-pitch strikeout third inning with his filthy changeup. John Means retired 15 batters in a row. I mean, just killing it, cruising. And I, I got to admit, it's on recording. I was worried about John Means. Again, I know it's his first outing. Got a long season. But I was a little concerned. He seemed like uh, in spring training a little bit, he was he was struggling with the changeup. He was trying to locate that fastball, but obviously he told me to shut up. It's fantastic. Evaldi shut him out over uh, five and a third innings with four hits, four strikeouts. So he, he had a pretty decent day. He was removed at, uh, what he had, 89 pitches. So John Means comes in, tears it up. Good for him. Just a fantastic outing. Ryan Mountcastle, that was one of the guys I was excited to see play opening day. Bases loaded for Mountcastle, top six. And thank goodness Joe West sucked major ass that day and didn't walk Mountcastle in that ball four pitch. If you weren't watching it, it was a full count, bases loaded. No, it was three and one on Mountcastle. Ball's about six inches outside. Joe West said, all right, strike two. Which you're sitting here going... You got to be shitting me because now if Mount Castle strikes out, it's just a bad situation. I'm yelling at the TV, cursing at Joe West, which I'm sure a million other people were doing at that time. Moment later, obviously quickly calmed down. When it jumped off of Mount Castle's bat, I couldn't tell because the camera angle is terrible. Whoever was working that camera at uh, 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 Fenway, as every hit in left field you think was going to be a 450-foot hit, and then they catch it in shallow left field. But when it jumped off his bat, I couldn't tell. And then Scott Garceau was getting ready to uh, make the grand slam call. And then I think it hit, I don't know, about like six to eight feet just uh, under the home run for the, uh, the big green monster. Now, Austin Hayes, I have big hopes for. I think he's just going to continue to get better, smarter, stronger, faster. And he's going to help the Orioles win many games. Now... <laughs> Opening day, Austin Hayes strikes out three times. Okay, and then once more on Saturday. So eight at-bats, four strikeouts, one hit. All right? Everybody just chill out. It's two freaking games. Cool out. I'm really trying to help myself calm down here. I'm not yelling at you guys. I'm the one being a little panicky, but I'll get over it. I'm just hoping that this isn't a uh, Jake Fox situation. (laughs) Jake Fox has been a punchline for many years with players who do well in spring training and shit the bed in regular season. But again, it's only a couple games, Nate. Calm down. That's not what's going to happen with Austin Hayes. He's fine. He'll be fine. 
Austin Hayes and Mullins had some miscommunication a couple times in the outfield. That will be quickly fixed, though, as the days go on. Got a bunch of young kids running all over the outfield. But if that's going to continue to be the trend of those guys out in the outfield, Santander, Mullins, Hayes, it's not going to be many fly balls that are going to be dropping out in the outfield. Those guys know how to handle their shit. I know uh, Hayes struggled with the sun, had one drop about a foot from his glove. That won't happen again, I'm sure. <laughs> Orioles will say, look, we're going to give you a, a $400 pair of sunglasses this time. See if this helps. Whatever the hell happened there. Because he was wearing his sunglasses. It's really weird. Uh, Galvis, I like him, man. I love his swing. He almost hit one out on his first at bat an opening day. Uh, he also got a hit Saturday that started a run-scoring inning. Um, I, I just love his swing. He looks good in the field. Again, in 2019, he hit 23 home runs, 70 RBIs, and, uh, 557 at bat. So the strength and power is there. He's ready to go. Uh, uh, Ruiz. <laughs> I don't know, man. Third base, he was real shaky. And then they move him over to second. Hyde's like, I think uh, I have an idea. Let's give this a try. Holy shit. Somebody uh, watching baseball for the first time didn't know who was who. They'd be like, man, who's this guy Rio, the gold glove player? How many gold gloves has this guy had? He was playing out of his mind. Uh, He had two over-the-shoulder catches. And those are very difficult. And the first one, I don't know how he concentrated on catching that. You got Santander running full speed. You got a guy like that. No matter who it is, you have footsteps off in the distance coming towards you. And you got to be able to see that in the corner of your eye. If you've never been in that situation, try to run full speed looking up in the sky while somebody in the corner of your eye is running full speed and see if you can concentrate and catch the ball. It's tough, man. So when I saw him <laughs> make those catches in the um, seventh inning opening day, make that dive and catch him, like, damn, Hyde, you're a genius. The hell is happening here? Severino, um, he got a hit, but, man, he's still dropping pitches, and he just sometimes looks like he's lazy. I don't know. I, you know, who, who am I to call a professional athlete lazy? Some of the balls that go by Severino, he just looks like he's annoyed Probably just frustrated with himself, but that's been a, a problem his whole career. He sometimes has double-digit pass balls. And in 2020, he had the most in one season, even though it was a short season, but you don't want to be on that list. Uh, Tanner Scott, look, when when someone like him, is th- his slider is that filthy, okay, well, yeah, maybe sometimes the ball is going to get by you. He should have had the first batter of opening day strike three. Right down the plate, Joe West, again, continuing to remind everyone how much he sucks behind the plate. And I've talked about for years, I don't think a human being should be calling strikes. I think there should be robot umpires. Hopefully that is continuing to be worked on wherever it's being worked on and get up here quick in the majors. I'm just getting tired of these umpires calling their own game. We live in their world. Oh, I'm sorry. We, th- It's their world. We're just living in it. This is a strike. This is a ball. No, it's not. But Tanner Scott's come a long way. He's been working on a lot of shit. He had trouble hitting the plate, and that's not good. <laughs> you want to have a job being a pitcher in the majors? Well, you got to throw strikes. And look, he had the best ERA as a reliever last season. 
Again, walks were always an issue with him, and he did walk two batters opening day, but he also has two strikeouts, and he got out of the inning. He was good. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Tanner Scott. You got Valdez coming in, closing out games. Hasn't been on an opening day roster ever, and he's 36. Here he is, opening day with the Orioles, and he's closing out games, and he's doing well. Now, it was a little iffy on Saturday. Starts off with hitting a batter, and he had two strikes on him as well. Two on, no outs. You're going, all right, well, here we go. We've all seen this before. And then Valdez got out of it. Held up his middle finger, walked off the field. Boom, Orioles, 2-0. How about it? And on Saturday, to help with the uh, 2-0 record, Matt Harvey, he looked good his first inning. Was getting up to about 94, 95 miles per hour that I could see. He was hitting the corners. Nothing worse than watching a pitcher. I think one of my biggest pet peeves with baseball is when you're a professional ball player, you're getting paid a shit ton of money, and you're pitching a foot, foot and a half off the plate, and it's not going to fool batters. They're just going to wait for you to throw that 91 softball pitch over the plate. But Matt Harvey was looking good, man. His pitches were working. You know, look, four and a two-thirds inning. It was his first time he's ever pitched in Fenway. Six hits, two earned runs, one walk, four strikeouts. All right, he did his job. I mean, he didn't come out throwing a John Means kind of game, but you're not, <laughs> not many pitchers are going to throw a John Means kind of game on that opening day. But it's not like he came out. He only got through two innings, gave up 12 hits, six earned runs, three walks. I mean, the guy did all right. And he's going to continue to get better. I'm sure he's going to continue to work on the shit that he knows he needs to work on. So I was happy with that outing. And I was also happy that the Orioles won. Brandon Hyde was even happy. He said he would have loved to have given him through five. He says he was so impressed with Matt. I thought he had really good stuff, really good fastball from the start, a good sinker to go with his four-seamer. I loved his slider today. I thought he threw some good change-ups. He showed the competitor that he is. He's throwing strikes, worked ahead in the count, kept guys off balance. A really impressive first start for him. These are not easy conditions to play in. It's cold, and he was great, yeah. You know, when you think baseball, you think a little warmer weather, but you go up to Beantown, you're going to be playing baseball in 20 and 30 degree weather. And Harvey said it was all right. Says, I take getting into a couple jams and being able to get out of it, especially early in the game. I think that was huge for us to kind of get to the point where we did and win the game eventually. He says, obviously kicking myself to not get out of that fifth and deeper in the game, but overall, I think it was a solid first start and just try to build off that build off that next time. Come on, Nate. Learn to sound out the vowels and the words you're reading. He ends with, anytime you win the first series of the year, it's big, so we've got some good momentum now. And obviously, it's only two games, but to come in here, a good ball club, you've got to play well, and guys came in and pitched great after me. So, fantastic. Harvey made five career appearances against the American League East before today. <laughs> and here he is. Second game of the season, number two starter. And I think he did well. Dylan Tate came in. I missed his outing. I did obviously see that he went one, two, three with one strikeout. So I was happy to see that. And then Valdez cleaned it up. And I think that was kind of cool. Valdez in opening day, obviously, 14 pitches. So, Hyde was kind of curious, like, shit, you know, I, I don't know if I should use him again. He only pitched 14. But Hyde said that he walked up to Valdez and said, how do you feel? Valdez said, give me the damn ball. I'm ready. And Hyde said, well, Valdez has been around for a while, so I trusted him. Gave him the ball, and that's what he did. 
He shut out the game. Orioles win. Now, I did get a little emotional this weekend. You know, this, every now and then when the player, uh, Boston Red Sox players would get on first base, which wasn't much. But when they did, you'd see him give Mancini a little hug, say some nice words. Obviously, what Mancini's been through, and that was nice. You know, it's all love. It's all love. These guys play their heart and soul out. They work their ass off to get in the majors. They know what it takes. They're all in it together. But that was that was nice to see. So this episode is going to be coming out on Sunday. So obviously, I don't know what the Orioles are going to do Sunday against the Red Sox. I'm, I'm hoping they sweep them, of course. But if they don't, they won the first series of the season, which is a big goal. I mean, obviously, you want to win all three. But either way, fantastic to win the series, especially in Boston on their opening day with all the momentum. Uh, then, of course, they got to go to New York. Then they come back to Camden Yards, uh, play Boston in their opening day, of course. Then Seattle comes into town for four games. Then they fly out to Texas, go to Miami, come back home, play Oakland, and then they play Yankees, and they fly out to Oakland. So interesting month, month of April, opening up the season. And who cares? It's baseball. It started. It's a regular season. Don't give a shit what the schedule shows. I'm excited. All right. Uh, I did get an email that came in. Um, She wanted to... Chime in pertaining to, I I was talking about a couple episodes in a row of spring training. Some big diehard, the big dog fans could care less about spring training. And Lena wanted to write in, again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com and uh, let us know how she feels about spring training. She is a huge Orioles fan. She goes to about 25, 30 games a year. And she wanted to... uh, let us know how she feels about spring training. Her name is Lena, and she writes in. She says, I heard you say last week someone told you the majority of baseball fans who follow and enjoy spring training are either, are either people who write for the Orioles, bloggers, radio hosts, or podcasters. She says, I go to an average of 25 to 30 games a year since I was a kid. I love the Orioles and never miss a regular season game. Spring training does not get the juices flowing for me. It's nothing. The stats, the plays, the wins, losses mean nothing. I can't get into it. I have to wait for the season. Shouldn't take anything away from me being a diehard fan of the Orioles. It's just not something I'm interested in. I want to watch when it counts. It's from Lena. Appreciate the email. So, again, I think she was referring to, uh, yeah, somebody, uh, conversation that I knew. Personally, somebody texted me and said that exact quote. You know, unless you're a blogger, podcaster, radio host, you know, those are the people who follow spring training, and those were one of the big dogs, big Oriole fans of people who actually fly all over the uh, country to watch the Orioles play, but they just have no interest at all to watch or or read about or, or listen to the game spring training. So, Lena, thanks for writing in. I mean, I got to give it to you. It sounds like you are a diehard fan, but you're just not into spring training. I get it. I've said it about football. I mean, shit. I know a lot of diehard football fans that don't really care about preseason. It's just when it – and Lena makes a good point. Stats, plays, wins, losses, they don't mean anything. And she says it does not get the juices flowing. All right. Well, again, appreciate the email, Lena. Appreciate the honesty. I'm starting to realize there are a lot of big fans out there that 
don't care. They just don't care about spring training. So anyway, I want to hear from you guys. How do you feel about what you've seen from the Orioles so far? FullCountChaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter as well. Feel free to drop into the DMs. Also, I still want to hear from any crazy stories that you've had at Camden Yards. Doesn't have to be a special moment of some like walk-off or Adam Jones Grand Slam. Doesn't matter. Is that where you met the love of your life? Did somebody puke all down the back of your shirt? You know, whatever. Just uh, write in. There's some good stories over the years that have come in, so I still want to hear from you guys. Also, uh, most hated player. Want to hear from you all about that. Is there a player out there that you just can't stand, that you hate, you despise, who used to play, who plays now, whatever. Could be some kid in single-A ball. You're like, I I can't stand this kid. I hope he doesn't make the majors. Here's why. I want to hear from you all. So hit me up. How do you feel about the Orioles? Are you one of those fans who feel that because they went 2-0 that they are going to the playoffs? (laughs) I want to hear from you. Full count chaos at gmail.com. Till next time.